I'm taking the reminder that we have to consciously continue to work to break down the walls and to continue to have folks like yourself out there saying, look, the great way to break down the walls is just to have a conversation. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Welcome to the decision table. We literally just have conversations on this table and... Yeah, I figured that because you have jumped on here. I've never met you before, but I just, I think that the one thing that is just so exciting about life right now is we can continue the same way or we can do it a little different and we can mm-hmm. evolve and learn from one another. And I think the best way we can do that is if we're gonna, going to be willing to have a different conversation. So I figured... One of the ways I can have a different conversation is by meeting new people uh, on the decision table and just having a conversation. Now, the lens we're using, because I always use a lens. I think that it's less about us asking questions and then going, oh, that's what I wanted to hear, and more about using a lens and seeing where the conversation goes. So uh, the lens this month, is what I call humanity as stakeholders at the decision mm. table. Yeah. It, it, what does that funny. bring up when you hear that? You know, it's funny is uh, that that's a perfect lens because I'm going to jump off from a conversation that my wife and I were just having earlier today and we were discussing the fall of Rome. And mm. if you think back, Rome being one of the great civilizations that was around, yeah. you know, they, they came up with lots of, you know, uh, what would you call it? Uh, I don't want to say politics, but certainly discussions. Lots of great scholars came out of there. You know, the, um, uh, the water canals, all kinds of great advancements came out of that. And then yeah. they were wiped out. Right. You know, so great societies across time have fallen prey. And one of the things that uh, uh, she reminded me of during our conversation wasn't that they fell prey to some of the things we may think they fell prey to. They fell prey to a volcano and their food sources being wiped out, right? So if we think about you know, the volcano, you know, the Pompeii got wiped out, right? So it yeah. happened on a bigger scale. So here they are, all this great advancements, and mm. they got taken out by nature. And that conversation kind of led into the things that are going on in today's world. You know, we're genetically modifying our food. I'm not sure that's a great opportunity, right? You know, and the things that can come out of that. I think we as uh, stakeholders in humanity, as as you were calling Mm -hmm. it, have a moral imperative to take care of the world that takes care of us. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think one of the big things of that is uh, to stop taking more than we're giving. And and, Mm. and that goes in relationships as well as, you know, what we're doing to nature as a whole. Right. Hey, I need to take this wood to build my home. Okay. well, that's cool. How about planting a couple of trees on top of that? You know, give back uh, kind of thing. Do you think we're doing that well as a, a society right now? 
I think that there are parts of society that are doing it well, but I think, and, and if I, I'll talk about the United States as a whole. Of course. Uh, I think there's a huge opportunity for us to be doing a whole lot better and i'm talking from the top mm. down i know i go to different parts of the country i was lucky enough my dad was in the military and i got to grow up all over the united states and actually got to go over to uh germany uh for a number of years and then i joined wow. the military and i went back on purpose i loved it over there mm. and uh you see parts of the country that are doing poorly right if i think yeah. about california and yeah. all the things that they're dumping into the oceans and into the waterways and how they're doing it not great right that is not sustainable for long term uh but then you go to other parts like where i'm at now where you've got farmers doing you know old school farming out here old school dairy i mean we literally order our milk from a place in pennsylvania uh, <laughs> there and they're they're an Amish farm and they have a gentleman who's wow. not Amish that helps them, you know, run their website and ship their stuff out. But it's just mm. the most amazing. It's a, it's the amazing, most amazing product. We're missing that amazing product because we have, uh, you know, just chemically altered it so much. Yeah. So where's this coming from? As in the chemically advancing, is it because we just have so much that we're worried? Like, well, what are we doing to do that? I think often we're seeing the result of something and mm -hmm. we're not going back into, well, why did we even go there? Where did someone think that that would be beneficial? You know, I think it probably it probably started with the almighty dollar, right? You know, there's right. uh, there's money to be made in farming, but to do that, you know, it, if we step back to when uh, when I was younger in my teens, we're mm. looking at the you know the eight. So last year, then, right? Uh, huh? Exactly, just last yeah. year. I just grew this recently, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there was probably. Um, you know, I'm going to use the phrase five per acre when it comes to growing abilities. Now it's like 50, you know, and mm. the, I think what they were trying to figure out is how do we how do we best monetize this plot of land when I'm right. talking about farming. And yeah. so they began working with, you know, chemically altering or fertilize. I think fertilizers probably started first. And then someone somewhere in a lab said, oh, my God, look at this great idea. Yeah. I was able to make this corn produce t 10 times. Well, it's also stealing 10 times the nutrients. Oh, that's OK. We can just add fertilizer. So it just began this cycle um, mm. You know, let me let me let me yank more out so that I can get the dollars. But we're not, you know, we're not going back to uh, I think the better ways of farming. And I, and I know I know just about this much about farming. To, to be honest with you, you know the but whole. But it's interesting, right? Like like yeah. it's it's an area in which we have, and I think this is the bigger thing that we just sort of go. Well, that's kind of life now. We just don't even think about it. We don't question right? it. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, the, of course, I'm lucky enough to be married to an amazingly intelligent woman, which is you know, mm. why she married, which is why she married me. But anyway. of course, of course. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, sparked off in a different conversation was you mm. know, can cancer, you know, the yeah. onset of cancer has really blossomed in our lifetimes. Right. 
I, I know you're yeah, only so 18 I wonder, I, I am only 18. How did you guess? <laughs> but here's the thing. I wish, no, I don't wish. I actually really don't mind being in, I'm at closer to 50, by the way. Um, and I'm I'm actually really happy to be at the closer end of 50. I, I, I would not want to be an 18-year-old in this world today. I really wouldn't. Yes. I love the wisdom that I have from the years that I've gathered, and I'm glad that I had to go through some of the hard things I did, but I I don't know that I would want to go through those hard things in the generation that's happening right now and what's happening in society right now. Yeah. I, I really don't. Uh, so I'm actually okay being at this other end of it, um, <laughs> just for the record. Uh, but here's the thing. I think that there's this constant, uh, you know, we, we accept that this is how we're going to do it. This is what's mm. going to happen. And we just allow others to make decisions yes. based on what they think is a right thing. Yeah. And we don't have, I don't know it's whether we don't have the ability or we don't have the, uh, the guts, the mm-hmm. even to question yeah. that maybe we don't want to take a part of this particular piece, whether it's to do with, uh, you know, genetically modifying. And to be my personal own um, thinking around that is I don't want to be a part of that because I think if we go into the cancer and things like that, this there's questions on whether it's increased. I would say it's increased, but then we didn't have technology like we do now that records things in the way that we do now. So mm-hmm. how do we know that we just weren't aware of some of these cases? Maybe we were, maybe we were not. And I'm sure there's data backing up either side of that. But I think what question that we should be asking out of that more to the point is, what are we seeing that adds to maybe... Um, you know, causes to things like cancer or whatever mm. else. I'm reading a book right now at the moment, actually. I, I read about five at once, to be honest. Nice. <laughs> but one of, one of the books that I'm reading at the moment is called Spark, and it teaches uh, around a lot of the power of movement, the physical exercise and how it changes our brain and mm-hmm. the capacity to what we can do with our brain mm-hmm. and the research around that and how that has actually, in cases like cancer, has removed where they thought there was no no uh, cure mm-hmm. and uh you know, the only thing this particular guy decided he was going to do different was run. And he just started running. He couldn't mm-hmm. run very far at first. And then he ran a little bit more. And then he ran more. And then it became his lifestyle until when he kept going back was the only way you you look at this particular cancer was to go back and just see where it's all at. Like that was sure. all they would do. And mm-hmm. they would see it go back, back, back. And what was interesting about it was... He eventually went back and, of course, there was no cancer left in his system. Now, many would say that was a fluke, it was a miracle, whatever, but he's further, of course, since then, done many, many different cases of of research around how running, movement, physical has is changing literally the structure of our brain, which is then, you know, not producing the toxins that are what they are saying. Sure. Can cause things like cancer. Now... If we don't question that and we just go, well, scientists know that this isn't true because we haven't got the data for it, or is it that we're not collecting the data that we would need to be able to know that this is a truth? And I wonder this, I guess the long story of that is, I wonder if this is where in society we don't question things, we just assume because we don't 
have any other data to back it up, but that's the truth that we've known so far. Any thoughts There's, around that? There, there are two things. I'm going to start off with thing one, and I want to come back mm-hmm. to that that questioning piece. So the gentleman in Spark, when he starts uh, walking to build up to his running, yeah. I would imagine that over the course of his time, you know, moving from walking to walking faster to running a little bit to running long distances, that his dietary habits changed with it, right? Because you don't maintain a good running uh, regimen and yeah. junk food, right? I mean, I eat junk food, but I, I also eat, you know, <laughs> less processed food. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's, that, there's there's a balance there, and uh, you know, so uh, I think there's 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 layers, right? There obviously there's things happening. Always, when you do move. always. Yeah, when you're when you're moving and doing things. I mean, when I get up in the morning, you know, I get up, you know, I drink a little water, and I head straight to yep. the uh, to the treadmill, right? Get the juices flowing, get the day mm-hmm. rocking and rolling, you know. So I'm a big fan of that, and I know the impact it has on me for my alertness. So there's a brain factor there. Yeah. Um, but if I know that if I turn around and eat, you know, something heavy you know, right after I get off the treadmill or, you know, just a lot of yeah, or fat content, content or whatever, you know, then that will pull me back down. So there's a dietary aspect. So like I said, there's layers. Uh, but to come back. And to there's your, always your, layers, right? Right. And there's the thing. Uh, so yeah. that, to, to, that loops back into your question mm. about uh do we just accept or do we question it? I think a lot of times we just accept, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I can't speak for obviously where you're at, but I know scholastically coming up, mm. they spend a lot of time teaching you how, you know, they te- memorize, right? Here, mm-hmm. here's the stuff you mm-hmm. need to know. And then now go do a job. And then you have a boss that tells you what to do. And, you know, there's always someone to tell you what to do. Well, so they're teaching you to be, uh, I call it a lemming, right? A follower. And Mm. there's the few folks that are out there that break free of that. Maybe they start their own business. Mm. They build their own company. You know, whatever it is, they tend to keep questioning. They, They seek they look for new information, you know, and they're, hey, don't get me wrong. I, I know there's a number of people that work in corporate America who have bosses, yeah. but they, yeah. they say, oh, wait a minute. I don't totally agree with you. Right. And they go and they do a little bit of research and they find out that, okay, well, it's not just about running. Right. It's about yeah. food and it's about this and it's about that. And, you know, he was breathing good air or you know, what all the all the little layers on top of that that kind of round everything out. Do I think food by itself causes cancer? Well, no, I, I don't think that. Do I think there's a factor inside of that? Absolutely. Do I think, you know, sometimes some of the big companies that are out there that are making a lot of money uh, off food, off chemicals, off this, off sugars, off booze, whatever, are in a self-preservation mode. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. in business, and they're you know they they have a responsibility to their shareholders, and yeah. sometimes they will take that precedence of their shareholders over the safety of those that may yeah. consume or use their product. I just you know that's just my personal opinion. Uh, are they? Are, is no, I think you're like- bringing up. I think you're bringing up a really interesting 
you know, um, insight around that. And I think that we have to question whether that is the truth in many situations, in some situations, in all situations, right? Mm-hmm. And and we know that, you know, I can I can vouch that it's not all situations. I've met amazing people and I'm a massive advocate of growing your growth of your income, your economy, mm-hmm. because I believe that we can do a lot around what we do with that. Now, I, here's the thing I think that every time we are at the decision table, if we're building because we just want to get more money to entertain our stakeholders, which are the, our shareholders, mm-hmm. then then that is a whole different issue. That's not what I'm talking about. But if right. I know that if we are able to uh, absolutely increase and accelerate our economy resources like the economic resources that we have so that we can go to the and look at the lenses of humanity as stakeholders at the table and know that what we're able to do and access and be able to to help out on then that's a whole different story and i think that this is where I always go back to humanity as stakeholders because I think when it is shareholders as stakeholders mm-hmm. then things like greed can come into play absolutely Things like, uh, you know, we are just building around what we think we need. And who are those uh, shareholders? Who are those people? Now, those shareholders may go from the lens of humanity as stakeholders, and that would be a different story. Sure. But I think we miss those pieces. We talk about variables. Well, this is a variable to the situation. And I think until we, we start using lenses like this... We are going to have more and more of these problems where we are seeing that it's built out of something that we, a small pocket of people think is important yes. for everyone else. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that that becomes a scary situation because then because it's important to that particular pocket, it becomes then if they're allowed, if they're able to get it out, if they're able to, you know, make a noise with it, then that becomes what our norm is. And I think that that's the bigger issue mm-hmm. is, Absolutely. you know, what are we allowing as our norms Mm-hmm. because that is just what society is telling us. And I think if we can question those things, that some of these other things, we get stuck in, stuck yeah. in complaining, um, making a big issue about something that, yes, is an issue, don't get me wrong, but I think mm-hmm. there's a bigger issue that we're not even questioning some of these other things and then bringing the solutions to the table. Yeah, and I think that comes back to if we, you know, if we stay with the humanity as stakeholders, that mm. comes back to so many of us, and I mean the the unanimous us, to mm-hmm. look beyond ourselves and our own families, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. obviously I want to take care of me. I want to take care of those I love, but then I got to think outside of that. If if what I'm mm. doing is harming those that I love. Yeah, big X on that. Yeah. But if what I'm doing is working for me and mine, but hurting you, well, I personally think that's still a big X, but I know that there are those out there that are like, that's okay, they'll figure themselves out. Yeah, well, that's not a great way to be, right? You know, so yeah, you definitely have to take a a, a bigger mindset of just beyond you and yours and say, all right, if what I'm doing is working for me and mine and it's working for you, yeah. Then, then we're all together. We're all in the same tent. But the minute that I start stepping on your toes or breaking your back or whatever it mm-hmm. is, then I got to step back and say, okay, 
how do I adjust, right? And yeah. if we if we all did that, I mean, every single little person, if they did that yeah. one thing, then uh, we could we could write the ship immediately. Totally. But it sounds so good in theory. I know, I know. So how do we do this? I think we have to keep the pressure on those in power, whatever power means, Hmm. right? So if there are those in your city, right, that are allowing things to happen that are destructive and uh, destructive mm-hmm. can take on whatever sense right to the people to freedoms to whatever it might be uh then you need to either a voice your opinion right this is where we're mm-hmm. coming back to it's don't take it as the norm oh well i guess we've you know we have to wear our mask right yeah uh, right you know and when all this thing started the area that i lived in the county i lived in uh they called themselves a sanctuary county so they didn't right. force the mask mandates on for for the longest hmm. time you know and it was it was that whole no we're not going to kowtow we're not going to live in fear <laughs> you know and again it comes around to well do we know all the information etc cetera, etc cetera. you know obviously you want to be uh, uh informed right yeah and and you don't want to get that and this is for this is a big one for me you can't get your information from one source correct because yes. someone could control that one source and th- and then control your mm. your knowledge and your thoughts uh, as a result of that right uh, mm. but anyway to come back to that if there's someone in power that that is doing you know harm whatever you, mm. you deem that to be then you need to address that with them through whatever chain of commander is available you know or i don't want to say protest because protest isn't the right word but there are definitely assembling of minds that you could get together like we're doing yes. here having conversations at a bigger level and saying look we all think the same thing yeah but they're they're representing us that's not what we think and then you could go to them as a unified you know organization or unified yeah, group exactly. of folks and say hey you're not representing us you were yeah. you were voted in we voted you in hello yeah I think it's the only way that things are going to change if we actually, you know, and I speak about this a lot, about collaboration. And I think that we have to become a collective who are going to help change and bring and shift from problem to solution across the global landscape. I really Mm -hmm. believe that it has gone the days that it's just going to be one person that does this. One person is really powerful, but it's not enough right now because there are so many voices, even divide, like division within tribes, tribe of people where where once they were really unified this mm-hmm. is not the case anymore it truly is not and so we have to become more of a unified collective mm-hmm. and that means that we don't all look the same sound the same but we have to come together and go have these conversations and go how can we maybe disagree on everything else but agree on something that and this is where i go back to humanity as stakeholders mm-hmm. that is going to add value to humanity going forward because the one thing that we have in common i don't care what color what race what gender whatever else it is we are part of the human race yeah amen and that brings us back to 
an even playing field. It really seriously does. And when we think of humanity as stakeholders, that's Mm -hmm. us coming first as humans and going, how are we going to add value to humanity? Now, we bring our distinctions to the table. We need those distinctions. That's all the differences. You don't look like me. You don't sound like me. You have years of wisdom that I don't have that particular wisdom. I've got other pieces of wisdom, whatever. We bring that to the table. That's our distinction. Right. Yes. Now we can come as a collective, even if we look really different, sound really different, and uh, you know, but we can find, we can find, and I, these conversations, I've really proven that without even meaning to prove it, but it's kind of come out of it. The fact that there is always something we can agree on and collectively go. I see how this could be really important for us to keep moving forward and and shifting it from problem to solution. It is amazing, seriously been amazing. And one of the reasons I don't get to know you, have a pre-call, ask questions, all that sort of thing, I don't want to have biases come into play. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you as what you bring to the table without me me going, oh, I think he'd be great for this or do this or that, yeah. whatever it is, right? Which is yeah. what we, we tend to do as humans. Absolutely. And I think one of the great points you made inside there was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we don't, need to look the, the same or think the same or act mm-hmm. the same or have the same, same experiences. I, I actually think there's power, huge power in our differences, right? You because, and me both. Right? Because if I'm sitting there and saying, okay, I'm a 55-year-old white male, all right? Yeah. Well, if all I'm associating with is is 50-some-year-old white males, then I'm going to yeah. have this narrow view of the world, right? And yeah. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's going to be this, right? Correct. And so now let's let's take it one step further. Let's say now I'm going to be dealing with just well-off 55-year-old yeah. white males. Right now it gets, it yeah. gets even more narrow. Whereas yeah. if I open it up to say, okay, well, let's bring the ladies in. Right. Let's yeah. bring these people over there in, you know, oh, yeah. these people don't, you know, they're from a completely different environment. Let's bring them. Let's bring them all in now. I'll share my thoughts. You share your thoughts. Yeah. I here's a great thing. My uh, my former sister in law. Mm-hmm. We could not be more different when it comes to political views. It was just mm-hmm. it, it was we were like night and day. It would, yeah. but we were able to sit down. This is probably one of the few people sit down and have conversations, just like we're doing now. Yeah. Oh, you think this way? Well, here's why I think the way I do. And then you know we would just talk back and forth yeah. and be like, "Well, I never thought about it like that." It doesn't change my opinion, but it, no. it, it gave me a new piece of information to digest and go, "Okay, well now I understand your point of view." Doesn't mean I have to agree with it. Right. Whatever it is, we can still dialogue and disagree and then come back the next day and not have to go. Oh, yeah, you you, you're not a good person. (laughs) Right. It could be it doesn't have to be like that. We can go about our days and live, like you said, in the human race. But we have to I think one of the first things we got to do for humanity's sake is stop Mm. with the divisiveness. 
I like, so a thousand million trillion agree with my, you on this. My one. wife said it more; couldn't have said it more <laughs> perfect. She goes, "You know, we're all in the human race, right? Yeah, you're not a different species because you're white or because you're Asian no. or because you're Hispanic. You know, Correct. you're from the Mexican race or you're from the Spanish. Yeah. No, you're from the human race. End of story. Correct. Right? I have white skin. You have darker skin. They yeah. have a yellower. They have long hair. I'm losing mine. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Well, the I, world cares. And this is the problem. And, and this and, is where the division comes. And, and here's but, the thing. Like, one of the, I have to bring this up because one of the things you said was, and I so agree with this, by the way, and, and I'm, I am getting better and better at this on purpose, that I am, so the, one of the reasons I read five books at once is so that I'm not just getting one lens, <laughs> that I'm actually getting all these different lenses from different, like one of my books is a kingpin, um, American kingpin, which was all the underground, yeah. uh, you know, having the rights to as a human to sell and purchase guns and drugs and everything else. Like, Honestly, a lot of that is against my value system, but that's okay. But I wanted to know it. I wanted yeah. to see what it meant and why they would even think that this mm -hmm. because I was only going from a lens that I had been brought up in and that what I had gathered from my knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to use different lenses. What I find interesting is, and I think that social media really feeds this monster in a lot of ways, is that many will get one pocket of information and then they they build their thinking around that mm -hmm. or uh and then they blurt it out to the world and that becomes and then others go oh i like that i'm coming on board with that i mm -hmm. say the same thing we are not well, this is not helpful for humans <laughs> to be right. just just like, you know, ruining people's lives because all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of people that say this is a bad thing that you're saying or doing. We are saying that it is our truth, so it must be your truth, and because of that, you're not telling the truth. Now, I think there is just so much harm when we do it that way. Mm -hmm. We have got to learn as humans to listen to one another, whether we agree with one another or not. We yeah. have to listen. Yeah, and just absolutely. like you were saying before with the um, ex-sister-in-law, like this is when we listen. Okay, so I might not change what I've just heard or I might or I may even deepen what I believe now because I know yeah. even more so what I'm saying is truth for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that we have lost that ability to have those conversations where it's okay to disagree. So if you agree with me, we will join together, we'll have that conversation, and together we are the tribe that does this. We have got to stop that because that is not going to be beneficial for humanity going forward. It's yeah. only going to widen what we spoke about just before of the division, the dividing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And divide us because unless you fit with me, believe with me the same things, then we can't be friends. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I think that uh, having that ability to, to think beyond what we know is, is going to be key, right? And I think when it comes yeah. to, let, let's step back and say a, a leadership, if you're going to mm. lead, right, and it could be your family, 
right? Correct. You don't have to. You don't have to lead a company. You could just be Correct. leading your friends. Uh, the first person you'll ever lead is the person you're looking at in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can't lead that person, right, which is being open and honest and dealing yeah. with adversity and dealing with challenges and facing whatever, right, uh, then you're not gonna be able to lead anyone else. So you, to do that, you're gonna have to break down the, okay, well, here's what I think. Is that valid? <laughs> You got to check yourself every once in a while, right? If I step back and and hopefully you'll 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 understand this and you'll agree when when we were let's say 15, right? Yeah. A little crazy. I know I did some things that right now if I ever did it I'd kill myself. Um, yeah. But a lot of my values and knowledge-based things that I did that directed my actions, I know mm -hmm. are completely different now. It doesn't mean they were wrong when I when I thought them when I was 15. It's just that I only knew 15 years worth of stuff. Yeah. I knew I was looking I was looking at the world through this lens right here of a 15-year-old yeah. boy in That Southern is such Colorado. a good point. Right? And now, yeah. okay, now as I go through life, you know, I go further and I go further and I I yeah. open myself up to new things. I do like you. I read other books that are just are not the norm. Right. I, 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 you know, what? I'm, I'm going to go check this out. Right. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a woo woo person. But no, me. You're right. There's a lot of but people I, doing this I, woo -woo I thing, do a so. whole lot of other things as well. But I yeah, but it's so because you, I don't want to shut off from it because that's it. obviously it's real to other people. And this is what they build everything around. So I need mm -hmm. to understand why do they think that this is such a real thing? Because I think then I can understand their their thinking when they come to the table. I mean, I've had some pretty woo-woo people on this decision table that, you know, but I can have a conversation with them because I'm open to going, yeah. well, what is it that you're seeing? How do you yeah. see it in this way? And and then we, we connect on some things and I go, wow, here's another amazing human yeah. wanting to bring good to the world and this is how they do it. So, you know, I'm it's... It's funny because I love what you say around that 15-year-old. I think that what we do is we then go, we saw that 15-year-old and now we see that 15-year-old thinking and we put people in those boxes and we continue to think they look like that, sound like that and, and do things right. that way. Yet, right. we are not letting that maybe they have evolved to yeah, the table absolutely. and i think that that's where our biases play and play a part in it i don't know if you rocked up in a ballroom looking like you do now what would they think right who the hell is that redneck <laughs> right because yeah. that is how we are taught yeah that if you look like that you rock up like that and then will we listen we will give you credibility because you haven't got mm -hmm. that suit on. And I'm really strong on this because I lost a major contract uh, because I wouldn't dress up in the suits, in the in the penguin suit is what I call it, for the corporate. Right. And Absolutely. I had to, to get this particular contract. And I said, that is that – is, then I'm teaching them to be looking like everyone else, sounding like everyone else and building culture within the company that yeah. is just like everyone else is doing across the globe. And then I'm saying – that's totally against what I believe and yeah. what I'm about. 
but I have to say that hasn't always been an easy thing to do it differently mm-hmm. and to stand out in that way. You, you know, I'd love to know what does that course mean to you? Yeah, I think, and I went through that, you know, growing up, obviously, I did some time in the military, and everyone is the yeah. same in the military, you know, they put of you course. in a box, but one of the things I read when I was uh, probably around that 15-year-old guy was The the Tao of Jikundo, which was a book that Bruce Lee wrote uh, before mm. his passing, obviously before his passing, but mm. and it, it wasn't so much the martial arts piece of it that you know the learning to fight it was yeah. some of the philosophies in there and one of the things that stuck out with me was um use learn what's useful and discard the rest right oh i love and, that but to do this you have to put yourself out there to learn and so as mm-hmm. i went through my life and i went through corporate america right i learned everything i could and you know sometimes you have to learn to conform I'm not oh yeah, I've done that. Been it's there, great, right? I've so, been there. I've like, been there. I worked. For, I worked for Coca Cola for you know twelve years. To do that, mm. I had to go in with the short hair, the clean face, right? A little you know, different then, and yeah. put on the you know the penguin suit, like you said. Mm. But here's mm. the thing: once I did, once I got in there, and I I showed them what Tracy was all about. My game is yeah. hard. You know, I started letting the hair grow. Right, hmm. learn the mustache grow, and they're like, "Okay, we know who Tracy is. Tracy rocks it. He's all good, you know." But to your point, there's those people that put you in that box because yeah. of how you look. But you have to start to teach them. All right, you know, absorb what's useful, discard the rest. And if you think that judging me by my appearance is useful, then you hmm. and I probably should not be doing business. Oh, right? I so agree. What, how did, how did you get to that point and how do we get others to that point? Because I think that this is, this is something that you and I so agree on and we've had to deal with it in our own world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I, I used to think being different was such a negative thing. And then I realized it's my genius zone that actually the way that I think really differently, the way that I'm happy to turn up and be different and and this strength in being different um, meaning that I'm okay to question things mm-hmm. because I want to keep learning and evolving and if you don't that's okay you're probably not my peep but if you are then I am so excited to have a conversation yeah, with you exactly absolutely. yeah but I, this is not a norm this is not a norm mm-mm no, so how uh, do we how do we get to why you know instead of widening that gap I'm always my question is how do we narrow that gap from where we know that is so beneficial to where we are as a society right now We have to get for me I think it's about getting people to stop looking like this right yeah and and start looking in that mirror and yeah. okay and and here's the th- for me you know what if you look inside yourself, and, and I actually, uh, I've gone through like three big turning points in my life. You know, it was mm-hmm. overcoming drugs, the the death of an 18-month-old daughter, and a really oh, horrendous so divorce. All right? Yeah. In each one of those times, I had, I, I paused, and I yeah. turned around, and I called it looking back into the abyss, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and if you can, if you're, if, if you have the wherewithal to turn and face your demons just right yeah. in the eye and say, okay, I, I beat your butt, and here's yes. what I learned from it. 
everything you go through life and experience, there's a lesson to be learned. You might not want to learn the lesson. Oh, that's such so a that's right? such so a. But the minute you learn the lesson, you're able to you know, stand a little bit taller, put your shoulders mm-hmm. back a little bit more, and realize yeah. that if you had been yourself at the beginning of that adventure, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have gone through it. Hmm. I know. Oh, that's I, an wait on. That's an interesting insight. Yeah, if you've been yourself at the beginning, you may never of your, ha- at the beginning yeah. of it. You at may never have gone through it. Where, where did you come to that conclusion? I, actually, it just came up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, oh. and what I mean by that is, if every one of my misadventures, my dark yeah. times, I call them, yeah. if I'd have just stood up and been who I knew I was inside, mm. that I wouldn't have started doing drugs. It's, it's not me. Right, I didn't do drugs. Right, I got into right. a situation. It was like, oh yeah, let me be a part of the group, and that just yeah. started to, you know, just spiraled out of control. Was that because of acceptance, and you didn't have any alternative, or it, like it's because it, it's because I wanted to be a part of that crowd over yeah. there, rather yeah. than you know what. I am not that person. I don't need to be, I don't need the drugs to look awesome and to, to yeah. get the girls or whatever it was, right? I don't yeah. need that. But I felt like I did at the time, so I made that choice. And here's the thing, mm. I made the choice. Yeah, yeah. We all have to, and I think this is gonna be the next step for people to be doing this as opposed to staring at the phone, right? Mm. They're not accepting the consequences for their own Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please don't tell me that it was because of something else. And it Mm -hmm. may have been, right? My big, my big hairy ass divorce, right? (laughs) I could say, oh, she was this and she was that. It was all her fault. You know what? It takes two. It does. There's two two Mm -hmm. in a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. You know, two people can carry two people can carry (laughs) a couch really easy. Yes. It's really hard when only one person's doing it, right? Anyway. Yeah, that's but, so true. But if, if you can take the time and look back at your demons, at your monsters, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, yeah. and yeah. find the lesson, then you'll be able to just stand up that little bit taller and say, you know what? I'm just going to be me. And if you can yeah. do that at 15 or 16, dude, that would be fire. <laughs> So good. I think I think what's so good about that is what I, you know, I, I think there's fundamentals to leadership. And I'm, I always say this, but I really truly do. And one of them is awareness. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, what it's done is you've learned from those three things and you've created an awareness around what that taught you yeah. and what not to do in the future going forward. And, and I think that, you know, all the questions, all the thinking, all the, all the layers and the variables that we've talked about creates an awareness mm-hmm. to once, once we bring it out as questions, by the way, we create an awareness. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next piece of that is, it's, you said it beautifully, it's like, I need to take responsibility for the decisions I made. Not not that others didn't make stupid ones around you or that you were in environments that maybe helped create uh, really easy ways for you to make decisions. But you've got to take responsibility for your decisions. Absolutely. And that goes back to the, the next fundamental that I believe in leadership, that we have to own it. We have to go, what is our ownership? Yeah. Now that we know what we do know, like I always say, you don't know what you don't know, but when you do know it, 
there's a responsibility. Yeah. What are you going to own with that, for that, now that you know what you know? And I think that that's where the next piece comes in is that this change, for a change to happen, we have to disrupt what wasn't working Mm -hmm. to now a pattern that will give us a result that has to be sustainable, by the way. Absolutely. In other words, that it is adding value to humanity, not just this generation, but the generations and the generations and the generations to come. I had the privilege of um, spending some time with my grandchildren yesterday, cuddling them, and I was holding my ba um, the youngest one and just thinking – you know, it, it motivated me. It drove me to going, this is why I get up every single day to do what I'm doing right now in my life. Right. Because if I'm leaving behind footprints that are not beneficial for this beautiful bundle that is an innocent, beautiful bundle that has come mm -hmm. into this world, then what are we doing? And, and it yeah. goes back to that original um, conversation we had at the beginning of this where – we are actually destroying a lot of the environment that is meant to be supporting and helping and, and bringing yeah. what we need as for humans. So that's that full circle again. Yeah, and and I think there's another thing inside that, uh, you know, holding yeah. your, your grandbaby is um, even if you did everything right throughout your entire yeah. life, which, you yeah. know, God, no, we're human. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but I don't you, know about you, but I haven't. <laughs> 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 I feel you on that one. But even yeah. if you did everything right, at the moment you were doing, you felt, you know what, that was the right thing. You mm. might not find out about it ever. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. And yeah. here's the reason I, 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 I say this, because uh, my oldest daughter, who just turned, oh my gosh, 31? 30. Mm. Yeah, 31. And uh, uh, she just started going back to college, right? Uh, last year and mm. she, she went through a horrible time with my ex-wife it was part of the divorce and they were button heads mm. and all nine yards and at 16 my uh, former mother-in-law said hey why don't you have her come out and live with us let her finish school out here get those two apart from each other so they stop mm -hmm. like, going in each other's throats and i was like okay well for me i'm gonna this is gonna be her choice yeah. Would I make that same choice now? Probably not. That's a lot to put on a, a 16 year old girl. But mm. um, she decided she was going to go live with grandma out in, uh, mm -hmm. in California from Atlanta. And as a goodbye gift, I gave her this beautiful leather bound journal with a wolf on it. And I wrote mm. some, you know, some fatherly wisdom for her send off. And yeah. unfortunately, this was after 9 11, so we couldn't take her all the way to the gate. Yeah. And I never heard about this journal ever again. Okay, so hmm. this was 15 plus years ago. Yeah. And in her English class, she got challenged to write this paper about one of the most pivotal points in her life. Yeah. And she wrote about this poem that she wrote. And it was the first poem that she wrote in that in journal. In that journal. Wow. On that plane as it was mm. taking off and it was about it was this beautiful poem that she wrote about you know a father sends her daughter away I, and she shared it with me i never knew it existed i didn't even know it had any impact by doing that and so i just come back to say that you could do everything right and yeah. never know that you're doing it right and you have to be okay with that you have to be okay with yourself to know yeah i did the best i could with what i had at the time and I'm still okay with that. 
Yeah. Right? I think that's such a good point. And I think that that interesting piece about that is that you can know that you did your best. Right. And I think that's the awesome thing. When we know that we've done our best, the ongoing effect of that, Yeah. who knows? Yeah. But all I know is I've done my best. And I think, you know, my, my thing that I say to myself every day of my finishing my work day, I go, is there anything else humanly possible that I could have done today? Mm-hmm. And as long as I can say, so I might have to say, oh, no, and I send a message off to you, Tracy, or an email off to Michelle or uh, whatever it is. Now, Mm -hmm. is there anything else humanly possible I could have done today? And I go, no, I've done everything humanly possible. And I think it's that whole piece of going, there is nothing else I could have done better today. I've been the best that I could have been. And whatever that means, it is the best that I could have been. And I think there's there's a real satisfaction knowing that you can go to sleep each night knowing that you've been the best you. Absolutely. And I think that that is the, that's so powerful, that piece. And we often forget that as part of the variables and the layers, right? And that, and almost, uh, absolutely. And that brings us almost full circle back around yeah. to the person that you have to lead first is yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And you, in, in, in doing what you were just talking about there, mm. am I being the best person? Did I make the the best choices knowing now mm. what I know, you know, at that moment? If your yeah. answer is yes, then right on. But I think yeah. one of the things you got to do is on an ongoing basis, review that. Yes, right? I and agree. Does that mean that you, you sit there every day and you overanalyze every decision you make? No, no, no. Right? You just, I don't know, maybe you jot down in a journal. Okay, you know, here's the things I struggled with today and here's the reason why I made that. And then, you know, a year from now, 30 days mm-hmm. from now, heck, maybe tomorrow, you, you look at that and say, that was a dumb decision. Let me go fix mm-hmm. that. But if you never review it, if you never think about it, then you get on this path, this this auto path, right? You're just, yeah. you know, you're like a Tesla. You're just driving down the road and following the white lines and making sure you don't hit the cars. Yeah. But you're not really living life at that point, right? And then mm-hmm. let's take this one step further. If you're going to take a moment to ponder about the things, hey, maybe you're sitting there on a Saturday morning having your morning coffee and just kind of thinking mm-hmm. about the week. Maybe you're even journaling. I don't know, right? And you're going, okay, I did pretty good this week. Then take a minute to say and ask yourself a tough question. Make it a different tough question. Maybe this week mm. the question is, am I living the life of my dreams? And if the answer is no, then find yeah. out why. And then, yeah, yeah, because you're, you're, yeah. if you're not living the life of your dreams, then you're probably not being you to do that. Mm. That's so good. Okay, so if anyone wants to know more about you and connect with you more, how do they do that? Uh, they can come on over to the dark the website, which is darkhorseschooling.com. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, all the socials are up there. I'm on all the socials, you know, <laughs> Facebook, Pinterest, Leo. Just come on over, hang out with me. I chat with anybody. I, I'm, I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Okay, so it's come to this part of the, the show where I do only – this is the only time I ask the same question. Honestly, okay. on every show. 
And uh, it goes back to that whole awareness. Like we have, I love our conversation, by the way. Thank you so much for being who you are, Tracy. Like I really appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty. Um, I think you have this uh, just like it's this warmth in the way that you question and you have insights. I love that. I, I, I love, honestly, to be honest, I really love um, all through my life. I've had older mentors mm-hmm. uh, right from a young girl. I was really drawn to the wisdom of things that you've experienced mm-hmm. that I haven't yet Right. And so for me, I, I've loved the wisdom that you bring from your years of experiences and the learnings that you've taken from those experiences. So for me today, that is the thing that I'm taking from it. I, I ask everyone this question. What sure. are you taking from our conversation today? You know, I'm taking the reminder that we have to consciously continue to work to break down the walls. Right. Hmm. And to continue to have folks like yourself out there saying, look, the great way to break down the walls is just to have a conversation. Mm. Uh, it's it seems like such an easy solution towards things but so many folks right? again you know they're doing that tesla thing they're and i i like teslas don't get me wrong <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty they're all, all right those cars they're 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 on <laughs> autopilot they're just living their lives doing their thing and they're not questioning anything so you know question things and uh, you know engage with people and and Hey, take a minute and engage with someone that doesn't look like you, doesn't yeah. act like you. If you don't know why they do what they do, just say, hey, check it out. Carrie, can you let me know why'd you do that? Yeah. I bet you they'll tell you. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny because I think that we don't like to question things. Mm-hmm. And that's because what if they answer different to what we know? Or what if they answer in a way that we disagree with? What if they answer and make me feel uncomfortable with their answer? Like there's so many reasons and so many things that make it awkward to have a conversation with someone who doesn't look like us. And and I think that the real challenge there is they probably will. They probably will say things you're like, you and that's don't what know, I always say. You don't understand. But here again, I'm going to take it right all the way back to the Tao of Jikondo, the quote that mm. I took back. Yeah, when I, I love was that. Teenager, absorb what's useful, discard the rest. Mm. Inside that question, the answer they'll give to that question, there'll be some nugget that will help you. It may not help you right that second. It may help mm. you the next day or the next month. You go, oh man, I remember John or Joe or. Bohemian, Mm. whatever his name is, said this, man, if I hadn't had that conversation, I wouldn't have been ready for this moment right now. Mm. Okay, so you've quoted someone else and their wisdom. What's your wisdom that you've gathered from your years that you just go, that's what it's about? You know what? The easiest way to say it is Mm. just be you. Mm. Just be you. Like I said earlier, every Mm. time that I started stumbling or bumbling or tripping or falling or had a full-on face plant is because I wasn't being me. I wasn't being true to me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't being me as a person. The minute you you continue to do that, and I'm not saying, you know, be rude to other people, right? You can be you and not be rude, but you're being true to yourself. 
that's mm-hmm. when your life, your heart opens up. And that's the for me, that's going to be the huge thing for the humanity. Let's take this all the way back to humanity yeah. and stakeholders. When you're able to open your heart up, because you're and you can do that because you're being true to who you are, you have more to give. They're, they're, mm-hmm. And people will start being drawn to you, right? Not mm-hmm. everybody, and you don't need everybody, right? You just need yeah. the people that resonate with who you are to come on mm-hmm. in. You put your arms around them, and you say, okay, here's what we all think. Here's what we all agree on. Let's go out and yeah. do great things. There it is. Yeah. Love it. And I am going to end this broadcast because I could not say it any better than that. Thank <laughs> you, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.